like, hey, you can do it. Mm -hmm. Stop doubting yourself. Like, you know, you've got this. Because yeah. being a coach yourself, I can preach that every single day to the people that walk through the door. But do I truly believe it for myself? Sometimes I need that affirmation behind me of people just pushing me to do my best. My name is Earl and I'm here with my friend Brianna and pretty much everybody's friend nowadays, right? I'd like to think so. Alright, so anyways, let's get into a couple questions. Um, first off, how you actually became a coach. You were, I met you briefly before you were ever a personal trainer. Right. And then now you work here with us at E3. Mm -hmm. Recently took on a new role. Uh, in the past year, that's a lot of changes, probably three different major changes. How did it happen? So I was working in marketing at the time, came in, talked to you, just trying to get some stuff going for the company I was working for, and just kind of liked the place, enjoyed talking to you. I think I stayed here for, what, maybe an hour? And we just chatted. Could have even been longer than that. Um, and a couple weeks later, I just decided to make the change and came in here, just was shadowing people, just trying to learn as much as I could from the industry, and then you told me that I should not wait to go and take my personal training test. So I took it in three and a half weeks from getting the program started and passed it. Fantastic. And you said, the second you pass that test, get in here and we've got a job for you. So I came straight from accept or uh, from passing the test to come right in here, talk to you. And then a year later, almost to the date, yep. um, took a new position here, still coaching, um, but promoted to a public relations manager. One of your major roles is to just provide even even better customer service. Right. That's one of the things we pride ourselves on. What does a PR manager do? What is, what is your goal for yourself? What is your role? What are you doing? Like I said, I mean, part of it is the fun aspects of it, right? So we try to get involved with charities. We do 5Ks, things of that nature, different sort of sponsorships. So that's the fun aspect. As far as the customer side, it's just making sure everybody has what they need, making sure they're comfortable, making sure that everything is accessible. If they have any kind of complaints about anything, talk to me. If you just wanna say, hey, stop in and chit chat, talk to me. I'm just the big communication person. So it's kind of the whole overall rounded customer service, but also just having fun and making sure everybody- So we're paying you more money to have fun? Yeah. Like yes. being in the job district. Okay, all right, whatever. So, became a coach, now you're taking on an administrative slash um, coordination role. Mm -hmm. You talked a little about coordination. And then you also train, uh, you have a Peloton, you have a road bike, you lift weights, you're new, uh, mm -hmm. you hit 135 or 12 on the deadlift recently, that's pretty cool. So you're doing a lot of different things. What's your training scheme like? What are you, what are you doing to kind of, obviously this show is about growing who you are so that you can be better in the gym. It's about sure. the other 23 hours of your day. Yeah. Not related to the gym, but since you are doing so many cool things related to your fitness, how are you able to do that? Um, so as far as how am I able, it's just prioritizing. Everybody can tell you every excuse in the entire book. I don't have time, I've got work, I've got this, but if you can put I've yourself first, then of course you do, you gotta do all this. But uh, it's just, it's prioritizing. If you can put yourself first and then, I mean, it's what, an hour of your day maybe? If you decide to do some, something excessive, then you know, that's on you. But if you could take one hour of your day to just 
put towards whatever it is you have a passion for. For me, like you had listed, I do a ton of stuff. Yeah. Um, more so just because I don't like to get bored with the same thing over and over. So the diversification within it is fun for me. We just okay. went paddle boarding on Sunday. Yep. Um, I think I burned like, I don't know, 500 calories. You burned 500 fun. calories. Well, we went like almost five miles cleaning up the water. So I, I could have taken a nap. Yeah, I was not well, working very hard. Well, you probably burned about a thousand calories. So there you go. Cool. Um, just but yeah, pizza just, ate that night. There you go. You wouldn't eat pizza. Sunday's my cheat day. Cheat meal. But yeah, just keeping it different that way you don't get bored. If you do the same exact thing every single day, that's what's so nice about being here is that even our boot camp class, we never do the same thing once, twice. We do the same thing once. You know, we have a primary lift. We have some kind of an sure. objective and then we just goof off with a fitness orientation in a certain heart right. rate so that you metabolize body fat. Exactly. Right. So you're doing a lot of things. You're getting progressively, from what you told me from your stats and everything, you're getting progressively leaner, stronger, mm -hmm. healthier, yep. what things do you have to overcome in your routine outside of your workouts and or coaching to help you to keep performing at a higher and higher level. Sure. You've just been doing better and better over the past year that I've known you. Yeah. And then at the same time, like what are some roadblocks you're doing? Um, so a couple for me with uh, having autoimmune diseases, having to watch what I eat just for flare ups. Okay. Um, specifically anything that's inflammatory, right? So glutens, things of that nature just kind of have always bothered me. Um, so those were- Gluten tastes so good. Gluten tastes oh good, goodness. sugar tastes good. Sugar <laughs> is the number one aspect that used to be in my diet um, total sugar addict completely i mean you name it cookies candy whatever well the rice sugar is not yeah. bad for you per se like you know oats are great but we but oats are cake we exactly we eat a lot of processed crap right because exactly. how much sugar you know fruit fructose sucrose corn syrup and everything else that goes into a cake right exactly so okay. it's not necessarily just sugar it's processed garbage gluten you know, because gluten holds all the different things together right. when it's processed. Yep. So I'm gonna throw some words at you, or some words in your mouth, I guess. Would you say that simpler is better? To a point. I mean, you also have to be, right, kind of human and understand that there's social aspects to your life, right? Yes. So before, You're I just You're I don't spent... have to be perfect. No, nope, you don't. But well, why before- Why am I so hard? You tell me. Okay, never mind. It's the mentality, right? It goes along with what I'm saying. I didn't know I was allowed to have fun and eat things. Dude, you can't Minus that pizza after paddleboarding. Well, that's kind of what I'm getting at, right? So if you can eat healthy 70, 80% of the time and treat your body well, but then you want to go and have a night out with a couple of friends who are in town, okay. your family comes to visit, you can have a cocktail with a piece of pizza. Just don't make it the whole pizza. Or did you make it the whole pizza? Of course I made the whole pizza. Two pizzas? No, just one. Well then, fair enough. That's I gave Joanna a slice. That's nice of you. Justice, what about Kona? Kona doesn't eat human food. It's a disaster. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. She's a terrorist. She tried to negotiate for yeah. something. We're not gonna have that. <laughs> we're, we're not gonna have it. All right, so that's obviously, you, you've had the gluten intolerance. Starches mm -hmm. have been an issue for you. Yeah. Are there any other roadblocks you've hit while, while training or just, I mean, I would just say over the past year where I've seen just so much growth personally, professionally, and then in your strength, performance, and endurance, any other roadblocks that you've hit? Um, couple injuries, okay. which have not been the greatest, but we're talking about you the overcome it, yeah. Hit. Possible torn labrum? Potentially, we can't confirm, but we're assuming, I mean, it's been going on since 
I think this is a good example or a good learning experience. Um, so you're working out in one of our boot camps, which uh -huh. you work out in them, I work out in them, Mandy works out in them, uh, Brandon has worked out in them, all yeah. of us have or currently do at some capacity. It wasn't what you did, it wasn't anything Brandon gave you. It was how I did it. It wasn't how you did it. No, it was. It was. You, felt, you felt the onset and you pushed through it for an additional two sets, if I'm remembering correctly. I think it was two or three. Right. So the biggest thing you can <laughs> do is when me? you feel something out of place, Correct. stop. You can maybe try it again, and when you start to feel that thing on set again, oh, absolutely. then you're like, okay, there is something here. It wasn't just a yep. fluke in the first set. It's in the second set. It will be in the third set. I have to stop. Yeah. Not that it's your fault or Brandon's fault or anyone's fault. If it's anyone's fault, it's my fault. The biggest, thing, the the biggest thing we can do whenever you're working out if you're by yourself, especially if you're in a group fitness situation or even with a one-on-one -on -one coach, is you yeah. have to let them know when something's out of place. And yeah. so many people, because we have egos, and even if somebody like yourself who sure. doesn't seem to have an ego, you seem nice and happy, and oh, I, I want to help everybody. Competition's my favorite thing in the world. Deep down, it's deep-seated. It's, it's, it's the underlying thing behind a, a lot of what we're doing. So if right. it's in an exercise or whatever it is, that ego comes out. And it's nothing against you, myself, or anyone else who has that competitive spirit. It's just human nature, right? Sure. So we've got to make sure to, you kind of got to approach the gym with a little bit of humility, no matter what level you're at. And absolutely always ask for help. Well, and not even that, but also practice what you preach, right? So I tell all the clients that come in here, tell me when you got an injury. I yeah. can make a modifier for you, all these things. Well, and then I go it, and tell me when it hurts. be a goof. And... When something feels unusual. Yeah, right? exactly. So many people don't say anything. Then we see mm -hmm. something like a weird look on their face. Yep. What's going on? Well, I feel this. What did you tell me? Your yeah. back's going to hurt tomorrow. Yep. My goodness. So that really covers, you know, your growth, mm -hmm. your, you know, the things that you do outside of here that helps your training, which is really what this is about is how do you yeah. become just better at life um obviously i think the gym is where you know things get better if you're putting it at the end of your day you're working toward it you have something like hey when i get done i'm gonna go do this and it's gonna put the seal on my day mm -hmm. it's gonna be great if you start the day at the gym and this is for people that do the nine to five or any other kind of job you know you start your day with it um you know it's your day is just so much better because of it you're so much Absolutely. more positive but you, there's still other things that you have to do so that that experience is as effective and also can be better so you can continue to move forward, even if you have to take three months off. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, you're talking about doing a little bit of PT. Um, I think one of the things that you and I talked a lot about was um, changing your cycling programming mm -hmm. because you were doing a ton of Peloton and then obviously you couldn't, then how do I get back into it in a moderate capacity because of the the Right. impact that it has on the hip that most people don't even feel until it's too late yeah so there's so much there's so much going on with that and i think we cover most of it so what is something interesting about you and it's got to be good i'm i'm just gonna go ahead and say you got to give me something something good because everyone knows you pretty well we know your brother's name is brady i don't remember your sister's name you're really good at remembering all this stuff brooke thanks um, for the haircut there we go um your mom's Kelly. Mm -hmm. I don't remember your dad's name, but Gabe. but 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 shout out to Kelly for loving us on Instagram. She's our biggest every fan. post. She's a bigger fan than my mom. Um, that's awesome. So we've all got to know you really, really, really well because that's the type of person you are. You're a great communicator, and that gift is what got you into. Okay, you have a gift for getting people together, communicating, get, helping them to have a better experience. Sure. So. 
that's kind of what you do. So people know you and they know mm -hmm. you well, probably better than they know me. So what is something that you could tell me and anyone who watches or listens to this, so probably your mom, that would be interesting or funny or just something that is different? Obsessed with dad jokes. Okay. What's a dad? Well, give me a dad joke. Give me one I, I actually, give me one I haven't heard. Uh, Can you surprise me? Did you hear my one that I told Mandy this morning? It was good only because you laughed so hard. But it's good. But I, you have another one? I mean, there's tons of them. Give me, give me, give me one of your faves that you think I haven't heard. That one's one of my favorites. That one caught me off guard, but I, but I now heard it. So mm. give, give me with a different one. What do you got? Well, now I'm just stuck on that one because that one literally happened this morning. Oh come on. I'm going with that one first. If it comes to anything else, then I'll bring it back. But I named my horse Mayo. Do you want to know why? Yeah, I'm sure you're gonna tell me. Because mayo nays. You're welcome. It was it was only funny. Take this it morning. home. It was only funny this morning. Tell it to your friends. Because Family. you because you cried laughing after you told <laughs> it this morning. That's why it was funny. What's funny is the second time around, it's done as good. I found it last night and sent it to a few of my friends who get really upset with me with dad jokes. So if y'all are watching, just enjoy it again for the second. Round. We'll just send it to them so they can watch. Uh, perfect. And then, then it's a win-win. Then Absolutely. you just you forced this joke upon them a second time. Isn't that great? It's a little Catches creepy. them off guard. It's a little creepy, but it's funny. Um, okay, so what's your second thing? You said you had two things. I love duathlons, right? I just did one. Yeah, you just did one. Can't do triathlons. What? I hate water on my face. Oh, yeah. I remember hate that. it. Don't like it. Can you swim? I can swim like to save my life, but I don't like water on my face. Have you gone to a pool or a beach or anywhere and actually swam or into yeah, the water? Yeah, I just don't like it. Just don't like it. Like, freaks me out. I don't know. Okay, so that's the aspect you couldn't do. Correct. Because people ask me all the time. They're like, "Well, why don't you just do like the loggerheads coming up, loggerhead triathlon? They don't offer a duathlon option. Right. I'm just not doing it." Well, let me ask a silly question. So people in the, the, the tri and the endurance sport community mm -hmm. are big fans of just, um, I wouldn't say overdoing it, just abundant training, high frequency, sure. just going above and beyond, really just taking it to the next, to the next level, yeah. sometimes in a good way, sometimes we've heard bad experiences. Are you of that same mindset? And if so, is it going to push you to try to work around this or towards the possibility of someday maybe doing a triathlon or at least just being so, able to maybe do a long distance swim? Question one, as far as the intense training, that's a negative ghost rider. Okay. Um, I would much rather be in the gym lifting oh, yeah, than absolutely. running, even biking or swimming. I love biking. Running is my do worst nightmare, but I'll do it. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and if Joanna buys my entry, which typically happens. Or you just get in for free. That's also an option. Hashtag Google reviews. So you're not interested in, in pursuing this one aspect though? It's safe to say. I think just because I'm so competitive with myself, I just want to do it at least once just to say Oh, so I you might. It. I wanted, it, it's kind of like, like heights, right? It's a 50 I wouldn't 50. say it's a huge fear. Okay. It's more of an annoyance to me, if that makes sense. Kind yeah. of like in the middle. Annoying that you just don't really like it, and also a fear, like find a word in the middle and that's how I fear, feel about it. Anxiety? Kind of. Okay. So you may at some point try to at least do a swim. You know, it doesn't have to be a I may try. <laughs> I don't get it. Triathlons. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, 
So if someone is interested in doing what you what you did, because a lot of people in today's, or just in general in today's society, we all have an abundance of information at all times. We're trying to get better. We're trying to learn. We're trying to grow. Sure. And one of the things, um, Jordan, who came and talked to us a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago, said, and that a lot of speakers and YouTube videos, TED, TED Talks will tell you, is to some degree, and I'm just going to paraphrase, if you don't like what you're doing, change it. Mm -hmm. And there's good and there's bad in that, but that seems to be the trend in today's workforce. Sure. You did that, found something you love, or didn't necessarily know you were loved as much as you did, changed, made it, just went off the deep end. Yeah. If someone is thinking about doing that, what are some tips, tricks, helpful things you could tell them having gone through it that could help them accelerate their results? And then also, how do they know that this is the right choice for them? Um, I think the biggest thing is just finding people that support you. And that could be anything. That could be spouses, shout out to Austin for supporting it. Right. Um, in both realms, in picking up a new sport, in a change of career, everything that's happened in the past year. Um, a community like yourself and all the other coaches here just saying like, hey, you can do it. Mm -hmm. Stop doubting yourself. Like, you know, you've got this because yeah. Being a coach yourself, I can preach that every single day to the people that walk through the door, but do I truly believe it for myself? Sometimes I need that affirmation behind me of people just pushing me to do my best. I will actually stop you there and say that practicing what you preach is the biggest way to lead someone. And we are Absolutely. all leaders. So if you're not living that 80-20, you know, it's reversed, it's 20% healthy, 80% bad, and somebody's like, how can I help my diet? Well, Mrs. Jones, I can't help you because I'm just a terrible. Right you know, dieter, yeah. well, why are you coaching people? Why are you my trainer? Yeah. It doesn't matter how much you know about exercise, you have to be doing the fitness as a whole in some capacity. Absolutely. So you've got to be able to preach it or <laughs> practice it if you're going to preach it. Right. That's a, that's a huge takeaway. Exactly. And I think a lot of what I already have brought to this gym, I have been able to practice what I preach, but then there's just that little bit as far as just going to chase your dreams, that yeah. even just in a general sense, and it does, I mean, dream sounds kind of tacky, but you know what I'm saying. Just well, as far as chasing anything, a new job career, yeah. a new anything, um, just having the support there for you is huge. So that's the biggest thing you would say? In my personal what, opinion. What else did you, is there something that you didn't have or you did have that most people don't that would be helpful? Um, is there something that you say, hey, if you're gonna do this, make sure before you do it, you wanna do X, Y, and Z. Is there anything like that you could tell us? What's kinda of nice for me is I had gone from college and then um, Austin and I were moving north and south every six months for his job as a golf pro. Right. So I was kinda of used to the flip-flop anyways, um, but even if you take that out, like it was still, I mean, it was a struggle. I gave up a job that was a consistent salaried pay yeah. to quit that to then I ended up just finding a local job here where I could you know, just study for my personal training while I was working the cash register just to make an extra few bucks. And then part of the reason I took the test, like I had mentioned earlier, was because you kind of pushed me to do it early, but also because I just knew I was ready to go. Yeah. So just well, you, putting all jumped. your efforts into it. Yeah. You already jumped. The, the biggest thing, whether you're in a job or out of a job, or whatever the case is, and this is my biggest thing for anyone who's ever asked me, and I've had several different training you know, trainers or soon to be trainers ask, you're like, well, you know, I'm doing this certification, blah, blah, blah. When's your date? Yeah. What do you mean? When's your date? Well, that you know, was exactly I, I, I want to do these 17 things first. Yeah. The biggest problem that a lot of people that walk in the gym space, trainers included, is life has to be right before we make, make a step or make a jump or whatever. 
set a date. Give yeah. yourself keep yourself account accountable. accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your give yourself some accountability. You know, you pay the two hundred fifty dollars test fee that right. you're going to do it on this date. Absolutely. And then you make it. You will it to, into existence. Yeah. And that cannot work for certain things. Like, okay, I'm going to set a date of, you know, we're going to help this many clients by this many days. Mm-hmm. And we may go above it, we may fall short. There's a lot of human variability in that. But if it's something of you taking a test, yeah, that's you versus one thing. That the appointment. The test in theory shouldn't change. You're the only issue. Yeah. So, um, that's the biggest thing that you that I think I can take away from what you said, and is just making the jump and and setting some kind of. It wasn't a blind leap of faith. Like, yeah, I found the gym. I want this gym and you made a space in this gym for yourself like we didn't have anything when you first came yeah. hey so I quit my job and I'm gonna be a personal trainer I made this decision fantastic you were literally seven days too late we had just hired someone yeah yet you still came you shadowed you made a position for yourself which right most people wouldn't take the time to do you knew what you want you went after it, and that's that's huge so people need to know what they want they need to set deadlines set goals and knock them off one at a time mm-hmm. not all together not in too short of a time frame, but in some kind of capacity of lifetime. Mm-hmm. The last thing I'll ask you, well, I'll ask you two different things. First thing, is there anything that we didn't cover about you that you think could potentially help somebody who's training in the sports that you, that you train, who wants to be a personal trainer, who wants to develop a role for themselves within their company or develop a role for themselves um, if they're not even in a company yet? Yeah. Is there anything that we missed? Look, we're all different people. Yeah. We all have different goals. We all look different. We all come from different backgrounds. Like, be whatever you are and go after whatever you want. Also, know what you are and know what you want. A lot of people yeah. don't know these things. Yeah, all right, so what's a question that do you, or what is a question, or do you have a question for me? I do, two. Wow, why is it always two? I don't know. Okay. Like the lucky number today. Fantastic. First one. It. Of every exercise in the entire world, what is your all-time favorite? If you could only ever do one again in your life, let's put it that way. And two, mm-hmm. since we're on the conversation of taking leaps of faith, what yeah. made you take the leap of faith to open up E3? Do you, do you want to start doing the podcast and I'll just hang out? I mean, that's those fine. are good questions. I like those. Thank you. Very Thank good. You. Um, a lot of these. One exercise and why. Yeah. You didn't say in why, but I'm gonna give you an end why. You can give me a why, that's fine. Oh my goodness. Um I, deadlift. You're doing a full uh, upper body isometric contraction. So mm-hmm. you're tensing your entire upper body, chest, triceps, forearm, I mean fingers, everything in the upper body is tense while you move dynamically through your lower body. There's work in your quads, which are your propulsion muscles, they get a ton of work on their own from life. The hamstrings never do, the glutes never do, because we're sitting like this all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we just found the answer. It's one of the best exercises. Um, it's really fulfilling when you make that jump. You just hit 135. You yeah. don't normally brag about what you lift. Reps. And you came in, hey, guess what I did? Yeah. Like, it's really fulfilling when you can make a jump in that lift. It's a good feeling, but it just truly works every muscle in your body. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the only thing that I can, th- and I'm not really very good at it, but it's the only thing oh, I can think of. He's good at it. It's the only thing I can think of that works full body. Um, that's really just one move, one movement. It's a hip mm-hmm. hinge. With deadlifts, it's, it's simple. You can just go and execute. It's it's super functional, yet it's super meathead. It's the best of both. It's the best of both worlds. 
Leap of faith, what made you take Why? it? Why? Yeah. It's actually really simple. It's super simple. What I'm doing now takes more guts than opening up the gym. Um, opening up is simple. I was paying X amount of dollars. I was paying for my clients to have a gym membership at a gym so that I could train them there, and I was paying rent at that gym. Mm -hmm. It totaled, you know, say half, it wasn't actually half, but half of what our rent is here. I looked at my, at my margins and I said, okay, if I were to pay for rent here, I still would have enough to pay my own salary. So yeah. I could open this place up and just train my clients here and be happy. Sure. But like any person that has enough um, fortitude to go and do something on their own and be mm -hmm. independent like that, it's, you're ne it's never enough. So the next step now then was, okay, let me bring in some trainers so that they can enjoy this too, because this is a great sure. experience and I didn't really want to charge them anything. And I was like, but I need this place to grow. How can I charge them as little as possible and have it grow. So we mm -hmm. went to a percentage system so that with every new client, the gym could have a little bit of that money. So it sure. could buy stuff for the clients and the trainers and all mm -hmm. that good stuff. And then progressively, we just had to do more and more systematizing and businessing. That's not really a word. That's the, Sounds stuff, good. that's the stuff that's really sucks and it's really hard because it's all the stuff that I hated in corporate gyms that I worked yeah. at. And it's like, well, why do you have a cancellation policy? Why do you have this, why do you have that? And I always felt like you were like the, the corporate gyms were extorting money. And yeah. now as being the gym owner and being being the gym, I realized that's not the case. Sure. The the case the, is now that it's we're trying to protect the client, we're trying to protect the trainer, and we're trying to protect the gym. We're trying to make everyone happy all the time. That is the absolute hardest thing. It is the scariest thing because I don't like hurting people. I don't like just even, I want people to be happy all the time. I want you guys to have the best yeah. success. I want the clients to get the best results. I want everybody to love it. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, this this gym is different from other gyms. You feel it the second you walk in. It's because it's so big, right? It's huge. It's massive. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's just such a family atmosphere. Like it really is not in the sense of that families come in here together. We do have family members we that do. come, but in the sense of all of us are friends. We can yeah. go and celebrate, you know, one another's weddings. We can yeah. go and have girls night out we can go and have dinners with one another and you know it's just to me at least and i know you've said it before yes we're working but are we really working it's a passion so at the end of the day we all go home fulfilled which is awesome because tell yeah. me where else you can do that anywho thank you so much for doing this for being a good sport and Appreciate asking it. me really cool questions kind of taking over like you normally you ask me cooler questions whatever beg to differ seeing you guys in the future right. thank you so much yeah of course all right look out, me. look out for the next podcast as soon as we can we'll get it out for you